Hey there, and welcome to Throw Up Thursday. I'm your host, Dr. J.J. Kelly, the punk rock doc. Here we are. Hello. Welcome to Throw Up Thursday, where you come barf your problems and you leave feeling a whole lot better. I'm your host, Dr. J.J. Kelly, the punk rock doc, and I will be joined quickly, I hope, by Olivia, one of the docs at my company, unorthodox.inc. .inc. Unorthodox Inc. Still don't see Olivia, so I'm not really sure what's happening there, but uh, let's go. <laughs> there we go. So I'm sitting here on this rainy Oakland day, kind of a little bit tired than usual. Does the rain do that to you? Kind of does it to me. Or maybe it's because I'm doing this second round of the PPP loans, which just makes me want to go to sleep. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. How are you Welcome. doing? Good. Good. I was just talking about how I was doing. See everybody here. We got, oh, we got Erica and we got Sam and we got Grace and Corey and all oh, of us here too. That's great. What a crowd. Yeah. Welcome, everyone. Oh, my goodness. All right. So let's jump right in. Oh, you look you look a little tired, too. I was just saying I was feeling that with the rain. I'm so tired. I'm feeling very exhausted today. Oh, it's Mel on Anna's. Hi, Mel. Ooh. Hello, Mel. No. Allie. Everyone. Um, it's a family Mel's, reunion. Mel's ears must be burning. We were just talking about that. I was <laughs> talking about emailing you. Huh? All right. Well, let's get going here. Even okay. though we're both a little low energy, let's do it. Perfect. Um, okay. So let's start with one that I got from a friend. Um, so this one says, I'm noticing my friend is not asking me questions about myself when we hang out. I ask them how they are, but they're not asking me anything about myself or my day. Am I being unreasonable for being upset about this? How do I talk to them about it? Oh, my gosh. Welcome to my world, first of all, <laughs> friend of Olivia's. Oh, my gosh. You know, I have taken to stopping people after a while and being like, okay, now here's the part where you ask me something about me. Mm-hmm. Not kidding. I literally do that. And sometimes, particularly if they're white straight dudes, they freeze up. Um, yeah. And they're like, holy shit. How can she? Like, what? I like, oh, now I'm put on the spot, which really actually kind of irritates me more because it's like. I'm doing you a solid of like letting you know that like I'm I'm helping you out of this hole that you're digging yourself into right and now. And how the hell do you come to a conversation where you're not prepared to ask me one thing about myself? What is the matter with you? Has yeah. anybody ever taught you like basic hey Astrid, basic ways to like be yeah. a human being? My, I mean, there is no getting away from the gender differences that are socialized with this question. Mm -hmm. That is really a thing for sure. And even if that is not the case, when anybody here listening is on, um, I would encourage you maybe not doing it like I do it. I'm very upfront with it. 
Um, and that freaks people out. But honestly, they're going to be freaked out anyway, because mm -hmm. they're being called out on something. And I'm not even doing it in a shaming way. As you mm -hmm. said, I'm like offering them a window to not be an asshole. So yeah. I kind of am like, yeah, I just can't. I just, I'm, I'm flabbergasted by how often this happens. Like, yeah. The privilege to take up space in relationships, in conversations, like, honestly, how long do you think you could talk? And, like, if I didn't say anything, would you just keep talking about yeah. yourself? That's happened to me before on dates. I started doing that a thing on first dates when I noticed that I wasn't being asked questions. I would just not, I would not ask them any, I would just stop the conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if I'm the one who's driving this, then I'm taking my hands off the wheel and just sit in silence. And they'd be like, yeah. like, but even still when it was dead silent, not able to figure out why I wasn't talking. What? Which is so insane to me. That's wow. like, if I see someone I'm always like oh my god how are you yeah, yeah. it's like the yeah. first thing you ask well yeah and and like mean it too and, yeah you know, for the docs all the people in our community you know the emotion emotional intelligence skills are high yeah so um I actually do give concession for that too I just am flabbergasted by the anxious self-centeredness of people that can talk about themselves endlessly it just <laughs> blows my mind because just like basic manners yeah. kind of a thing and I get everybody's anxious now I give them a little extra space and then I'm like okay come on I'm like all right is there any part of this conversation where you're gonna like are you curious about my life I'm a mm -hmm. fascinating motherfucker <laughs> I mean and and plus like how do you feel like don't you ever leave conversations with me going, oh, I feel really great after that conversation. But you know what? <laughs> I don't know anything about her. <laughs> yeah. I have had people say that to me. And, and so that's part two of this, which is I think we kind of train people how to treat us. Mm -hmm. And I have wondered before and uncovered that I think sometimes I hide in plain sight. Meaning, I don't have to reveal anything about myself if I just keep people talking about themselves, which I'm very skilled at, obviously. Um, so I like, I have to take some responsibility for the fact that I have trained people to ignore my needs, particularly mm. if they've been around for a long time, because me, me taking up space is a relatively new thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I have to give them a little bit of cushion in the relearning or unlearning what I trained them to do. Mm -hmm. So to your friend, I wonder, you know, do you, are you anxious about taking up space? Mm -hmm. um, I don't like to jockey for airtime, as I say. I do like to be asked, but not everybody operates in that way, especially dudes, you know, they kind of do jockey for airtime, even with each other. So before we jump on the like, it's super sexist train, which it is, there's also a way that male bodied folks interact with each other. Mm -hmm. 
Now, let's not, I mean, we, we still have to account for the fact that have you ever been around a female-bodied person? Like, that's not, <laughs> come on, you know? Especially mm -hmm. if you're straight. Do you ever want to get laid or <laughs> are you just going to talk? <laughs> right? What? Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like, I, I do think it's a two-part thing, but obviously your friend is going to have to assert themselves mm -hmm. in whatever way matches their values. And that's going to make them anxious and too bad. Yeah. Take a couple of deep breaths, say it in as kind of a way as you can. Um, if, if you know who this friend is, why don't you give them, teach them a deer for this mm -hmm. situation. In DBT, we would do the D-E-A-R, which is the formula for interpersonal effectiveness, how mm -hmm. to ask for things, how to say no. And it works great. Do you have anything you want to say to this friend? Um, no, I mean, I think part of the thing of like, is it unreasonable to be upset about it is like, no, like you're feeling angry. So that's, you're feeling angry. Validate that. Yeah. And anger is the emotion that tells you your boundaries are being crossed. Mm -hmm. So listen, mm -hmm. time to say something. Definitely. That's yeah, a great I think one. that covers like that. that. Yeah. Okay. And so now we'll go to some questions from Mal. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, all right. Uh, they said, Being my grand... Sorry, I'm just reading what... Being talked at. I've said that too. I'll be like, um, I don't really like being talked at. So I'm willing to give you a bunch of space in this conversation. I'm interested in what you have to say. I just would like to be included. I've mm -hmm. literally said that recently. Yeah. I don't like being talked at. That captive audience thing makes me fucking furious. <laughs> I Allie. don't like that. Allie says, when you leave a combo feeling like you didn't even need to be there, it ain't a combo. That's right. Yeah. Word. Yes. Uh-huh. This could have been an email. <laughs> an email that I would have ignored, but yes. been less drained from, you know? Like, mm -hmm. fucking hell. Okay. It's a really weird experience when you're in a conversation that you're like, this could have been truly anybody. This has nothing to do. With it's like yes, with me. It's totally depersonalizing and objectifying. Yeah. And I that's why it makes me so furious. Mm hmm I don't like that. Yeah. And I will not I'm too fucking old to deal with that shit. And anybody here, like, please learn that before you're old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> why don't you just film yourself and post it online? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like especially for people who are like generous with listening and giving advice and like being compassionate towards people. I really fucking hate when people take from me something I, that I would give to them. That is, uh, that's a saying I've said a lot. Don't yeah. steal from me what I would happily give you. That is just fucking, I just, I can't imagine doing it. Mm -hmm. like, I cannot imagine being on the other side of that no. where I just go, go, go. Like I sometimes do unload on Sam um, he knows it's coming. I say what's happening. Yeah. To cry or something like that. Um, but it is far less than I give. Yes. And it's not all the time. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think of it as a little bit like I'm letting him do that for mm -hmm. me. Which yeah. is a privilege in a way. I mean, Sam, <laughs> feel free to comment about the <laughs> hell that that is. <laughs> But that's how relationships are. It's, yeah, that's how relationships are. Yeah. It's like a give and a take. And as long as you're 
like being um, cognizant of that and letting the person know like, hey, I need to vent. Like, is yes. that cool? But and there's thank an aw- you. And th- yeah, so there's like an awareness there that it's not like you are my captive audience right. and I will just talk at you without even yeah, acknowledging like that I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then soundboard every time we get together for mm-hmm. the first hour of our lunch. No way. I do not. I, as a younger person, I did sit for that a lot longer than I do now. Mm-hmm. I do not. I, I bet it doesn't even go 10 minutes if I'm, uh, if I'm mm-hmm. getting the sense of being objectified. I just stop that shit straight. Yeah. All right. See, there was more there. That's a great one. It's a great question. Good luck to your friend. Okay. Okay. So this is from Mel. Okay. So they wrote, my grandmother passed away last week and I drove down to New York to see her before she passed. Consistently practicing my core mindfulness skills before, during, and after all this happened has been a key resource for my overall mental and emotional well-being. I'm noticing a tremendous sense of freedom and relief, which is new for me. For the most part, I'm not questioning the validity of my emotions, especially when I can radically accept feeling relief and sadness. Where and when I struggle is keeping my boundaries airtight with my mom. Yeah. She is grieving and she is who she is. How can I work on accepting that I may very well be an asshole in her eyes by maintaining the healthy boundaries with her? Oh, my gosh. I mean, first of all, that's so well written. Mm -hmm. And way to use the skills. I mean, Mal's a pro. So I, I'm not surprised. I am happy for them because mm-hmm. that's death is just a tough situation anyway. And we've been talking about this kind of a lot lately too, mm-hmm. the whole grieving thing. I think it's just kind of a theme of COVID in general. And yeah. I'm sorry about your grandmother, Mal. That's what I was going to contact you to say. And it definitely has been on my mind how that's impacting your mom. And you know the answer to this, which is you just have to radically accept being misperceived as the asshole. Um, plus, you have so much experience with this, Mel. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, just there's no new formula to it. It's the same thing we've always done and so look at the when when you think that your mom is misperceiving you as the asshole um instead of arguing with her which i know you are too smart to do try to convince her look at the emotions that come up is it guilt is it unjustified guilt is it worry is it just sadness creeping in and pumping up the other two like really get in touch with the emotions that are being evoked by being misperceived as the asshole Mm -hmm. and then validate and let go and manage those. Mm -hmm. You stay in your lane on this one. You already have an instinct that that's what you are to do. You can tell that you know the answer from how you wrote the question. So just stay the course. You know what to do. Act according to your values. You are a grow at that and thanks for the question we miss you mm-hmm. All yeah, right. there it is uh they had <laughs> another one too that's kind of linked um so they also said i want to explore my relationship with rest and relaxation as preventative care not just as aftercare what can what can distress tolerance work look like when i'm in wise mind 
Well, you, okay. First of all, that end part confuses me a little. What does distress tolerance look like when I'm in wise mind? Like using the same skills that you use in order to get back in wise mind, like already in wise mind? I mean, I don't think if we're talking, okay, if we're talking straight up like the crisis survival strategies that are in the distress tolerance module of DBT, then I don't think there is any difference those mm -hmm. are meant for crisis survival, but like, you know, breathing exercises, awareness exercises. I think that it's actually a very pro question to even ask because mm -hmm. there's a nuance and a sophistication to, to asking the question, hey, how can I use the distress tolerance skills when I'm not in distress? Mm-hmm. So that is, that's an interesting question and a smart one. And the answer is just do them. Be in wise mind and do the breathing exercises. Pick, pick one, like try them all one day and see which one you like. See which one you don't like mm -hmm. and then explore why. I think that's the really interesting thing to do. Like when I was saying, like when I first learned half smile, I hated it. So why did I hate it? When I get underneath there, it's like, well, first of all, I can't teach half smile without laughing. <laughs> but I don't really hate that. I think it was like the, the vulnerability of it. It seemed a little woo or something to me at the time. Um, but there's some, there was some sort of resistance in me about the vulnerability of something new, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I would go through and do the awareness exercises, do the breathing exercises, do the half smile, do them all and see which ones tweak you and then explore why, because you're already in wise mind. So it's going to be emotionally activating on some level. Why? That would be a fascinating experiment mm -hmm. that maybe we should all try. There's so much love in the chat right now I know, and I love I know. it. I'm so happy. Yeah, it's sweet nice so that's my answer to that is just mm -hmm. work them and try to dig for what tweaks you and then figure out why mm -hmm. but yeah. you know you don't even have to go to the i mean you're grieving right now so maybe you don't want to go after the why but i think you probably can particularly if you are mindfully going into it for this kind of learning and psychoeducation exercise Mm -hmm. um, but if you are distressed, work them too mm -hmm. from the distressed place. They're great for grieving. Mm -hmm. So good luck. We'd love, yeah. to hear, we'd love to hear how that goes. Yeah. I think like the more that you practice the tools when you're not needing it, the easier yeah. it is to just do it when you, without really thinking when you need it. Beautiful. For me the gratitude practice was like a big one where I just did it all the fucking time when I was like really trying to strengthen that muscle, like yeah. constantly all day, just like flower, bird, love you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even when I was having like a good day. Yeah. And so that way, when I was having a really bad day and I really couldn't like, it was much harder for me to really like force myself to do the skills. Yeah. I still had the muscle memory of being yeah. like, my blanket soft or you know like something like that and still kind of having 
a quieter voice, but still having that voice, knowing that skill. I hope everyone paid attention to what Olivia just said, because that is brilliant. Yes. <laughs> Work the skills when you are calm. A calm brain takes in the information. And then when you are in some sort of distress, when you are emotionally activated or dysregulated, you will have practiced it so much that you won't have to think up what to do. It will just come. Mm -hmm. Yes, discipline. I, I like that word. People don't always like that word. <laughs> I do because practice makes for a habit. When I say mm -hmm. discipline, I just mean making a habit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know. I think as a country, we lack discipline anyway. I think integrity is linked mm -hmm. to discipline. But you know how hard it is when you get emotionally activated and you have intense emotions. You can't think in yeah. those moments like, oh, what is the most effective thing for me to do right now? <laughs> I mean, that's really hard. What does it are... say on page 54 of my yeah. GPT workbook? Oh. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so you got to kind of work the emotional intelligence yeah. skills when you are calm, when you are at baseline, when you are in wise mind. So that they're at the ready when you're not, because mm -hmm. it's going to happen. I love that point. I think that's maybe the smartest point you've ever made on Glow Up Thursday. Wow. Love it. Yeah. And you make <laughs> a lot of them. Hey, when we were on the the docs call on Tuesday, when you brought yourself to that question so much, did I say this on the call that it felt like Throw Up Thursday on that call? For oh, time? no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. When we were going back and forth on the group call, I was like, oh, my gosh, this has a feeling of Throw Up Thursday. I right love now. that. Well, I like that that's kind of like embedded in our dynamic now. Yes. Because we've I done agree. it so many times. And it's like a really like a peer relationship, a meeting of the minds, if you will. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but you were like serving yourself up on toast, too. And yeah. funny about it. Like that kind of courage meets vulnerability is mm, special mm -hmm. sauce. I love it. Everybody, oh, Olivia is a pro. <laughs> Yes. All right. Thank you. Next yeah. One. Okay. I have one for yeah. me, um, more of serving myself up on toast. Uh, so I, tiredness as like an emotion, especially when it's related to like grieving, how to manage that? Because it's not, I know it's not the same thing as being like actually tired and I don't want to treat it in the same way as like, you know what I mean? It, it gets yeah. kind of slippery. So what are some things that I can do to help with that? It's a great question. So first we want to figure out if it's actually physically tired because that's mm -hmm. not out of the question. Mm -hmm. You might need to rest because of all the emotions that you're going through. Mm -hmm. I know what you're saying. You're saying, I don't want to spend time in bed all day and like act like a depressed person when mm -hmm. I'm grieving. But that has a little bit of like a prejudgment in it. Mm -hmm. Like you are not a stay in bed kind of person anyway. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it's like, it's almost like you're pre-saying, I don't want to be lazy or something, mm -hmm. which we don't use that language in DBT because we know that inactivity comes from unmanaged emotions. Lazy mm -hmm. is not a thing. Yeah. So 
am I on the right track here that you're like whipping yourself a little I may bit, be. Maybe. Okay. I might be. I think so, I'm I'm just wor I think I have I'm worried about which is like ugh, yeah. It's like I'm worried that I'm going to like lose the grip on myself I think yeah, which sure. I think is more of kind of what we were talking about on Tuesday where I'm afraid of like the depth of my feelings that I'm not and that's probably why I'm tired and that's my second part of the answer which is what are you resisting yeah I think the thing that wipes us out the most whether grieving or not is when we are resisting feeling emotions mm -hmm. um is there more than I mean, sadness, fear, anger, what are we talking about? Uh, I think probably the sadness, because that's what was coming up. Um, I have definitely haven't been feeling that a lot this month. And I, I mean, like, I've been feeling a little bit, but for, like, little blips. And then I'm like, oh, I'm angry or whatever. So I think there's definitely some resistance and some, like, shying away from um, that. Or, like, something in my mind which is so silly. It's like, oh my God. It's <laughs> not, I mean, what's not silly is I, I know what that is. Like when, oh gosh, I remember feeling that. Like, I don't want to start crying because I'm afraid I'll never stop. Yeah. And that, although we know now and you're 10 years in, I do think when there are anniversaries that that feeling comes back for just, or I guess it's a thought. Mm -hmm. That thought, that worry thought that I'll never stop crying or I'll, I'll burst in public or where I don't want to or whatever. Mm -hmm. The thing is, though, the stuffing it is what makes us burst when we don't want I to. I know. You probably have like five cries on deck, Jill. <sighs> yeah. So cry it out. That's okay. Like, mm -hmm. that's great. I mean, go take a walk in the rain and cry. I love oh, doing that. Oh, I do love my doing contacts. that. And then, like, just the nobody knows what's on my face. Is it rain? Is it tears? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about hiding in plain sight. I just think, and then I, like, I, I'm like, ooh, I'm like some sort of detective in disguise. I'm crying <laughs> on the street. Nobody knows. I'm awesome. This is kind of naughty. I'm what's happening? <laughs> I just think walking in the rain is so lovely. Yeah, Grace mm -hmm. agrees. Like, I, I don't know. If you're, oh, yeah. If you're not freezing. It's kind of lovely. Hi, mm -hmm. I do love the drama of it. That's my thing is I really yeah. love to kind of dig in and be like, oh, I feel so deeply. Let me just make yes. like cinematic. I do. Yes. That, yes. So. It's like the, that's why in movies they like kiss in the rain and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's extra drama to it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Scotty. So anyway, I, I think, I mean, first of all, thank you for asking the question and, mm -hmm. you know, being vulnerable for the, for everyone else too. And I can <laughs> see that knowing you, I can see in your eyes, you've got cries on deck. Yeah. So my only remorse is that I can't like do it with you. Yeah. So soon, soon. Yes. All right. One more. Okay. If you got um, one. Mm, I kind of think that's a better place to end. Okay. Thank yeah. you for taking the lead on that. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us. That was a very ah, active and loving and super cool, super cool one today. Yeah. So, I love that. We both started 
me too. It's I know. Like, took on a life of its own. Maybe we have to do that low expectations. Thing Maybe. Or like yeah. That. I love all you guys. This is so like, thank you for coming and being part of it. It's really fun when you guys are all here. Totally. Totally. All the best. We will see you next week at Throw Up Thursday. Bye. Get in touch with me, Dr. JJ Kelly, the punk rock doc at drjjkelly.com.